You're listening to The Winning Mind Podcast. I am Letitia D'Souza. I am a mindset coach and business strategist who has helped more than 1,200 people change their lives, their relationships, their businesses, and just win in life. There's a myriad of reasons why we're not winning in life. Most people don't really play to win. They play not to lose. And what winning really means is becoming a better version of yourself each and every day. We can do this together. Hey, beautiful people I love. It's Letitia. Hope you guys are having an amazing day. It's October. It's Libra season. And Letitia 5.0 is loading. I will be 50 years old next week. And I was thinking about that and I was like, man, 50. I don't know what 50 feels like, but I don't necessarily feel 50. I sure as heck don't look 50. Like, you know, the young and still be trying it. But I was just really thinking about that. Like, man, the privilege of having lived 50 years, a half century, right? And I was just thinking this phase of my life, definitely going to be more visible, definitely going to be more vocal. Effort factor is a lot higher, like it's whatever. So I'm really excited about that. And um, yeah, just, you know, I'm always thinking, so that's nothing new, but I've just really been reflecting a lot Let's see if there's anything else I need to update. This is a busy, busy, busy week. I will be on site working with my clients. The one thing that I I love the fact that I can work from with that wherever and I can work virtually, but nothing beats when I can see my clients in person. I can hug them. I can see their staff and just interact with them. And so the basis of what I do is service. So I will go to my clients. They don't have to come to me. So I'll be traveling to Charlotte to go be on site with my clients. We'll plan out everything for 2023. We'll set a growth plan in place for my client staff, you know, all of the things that are necessary for 2023. And then in our monthly meetings, we'll just you know, follow up, tweak it and adjust it as we need to do. So, you know, I always think about like how, what a privilege it is that I do what I do with who I want to do it with, right? Which leads me to this. I was looking at something online and people were kind of having a discussion and they were saying, what is the big deal about six figures? Like six figures is really not a lot if you think about it. Here's the thing about six figures, right? Six figures is 100K, six figures is 300K, six figures is 999K. There is a difference in somebody paying you six figures for what you produce for them for the exchange of your time, energy, and attention, and you creating six figures for yourself. There is a complete and total difference. And the average person, does not earn six figures or high six figures in what they do day to day. So if you are an entrepreneur and you have created six figures of income for yourself, that is definitely something to be proud of. And please don't let people take that away from you because a lot of people never earn six figures in their jobs. And a lot of people definitely don't create six figures in revenue. I'm a believer. Well, I learned that 
like people say, millionaires have at least seven streams of income. I think that we can get so focused on having all of these streams of income. But the, the thing about streams is that you want the streams to flow. I mentioned this last week. I can remember when my coach said, Letitia, can you focus on one thing for the next six months? And when I did that, my business just, I mean, it, it just really skyrocketed. So from a coaching standpoint, I have created multiple six figures and, and kind of figured that out. Okay, so now I'm going to take that to seven figures. But but now I'm also going to teach coaches how to create six-figure coaching practices. Do you see what I mean? But I wasn't doing both of those at the same time. I was focused on one stream and I got that to a certain place. And now I'm going to take that to another place. And now I'm going to add another stream there. Sometimes we are all over the place just trying to do so many things and we're scattered and we're distracted and we lack focus. And is there any reason why nothing really, really gets done? Okay, so there's that. That's that on that. Of course, I'm still in Think and Grow Rich, studying Think and Grow Rich. And Napoleon Hill mentions in the book several times how come back, reread this chapter, reread this, reread this, because I think people don't realize that the operative word is grow. You can think, if you could think yourself rich, you probably would be rich by now, right? But growing is the operative word in think and grow rich. So in learning the principles, taking action and practicing the principles, you grow into another version of yourself. You expand your capacity and your ability to handle, to create the things that you actually desire. So it's not about just thinking. So this chapter, I'm putting a couple of them together. And so I'm going to talk about specialized knowledge and also imagination. So Specialized knowledge, well, you know the the difference in a generalist and a specialist, right? So specialized knowledge is just that. It's something that you are a specialist in. Like, you know this and you you can teach this thing. I don't care what it is, but if you have specialized knowledge in something, you can put that out in the world and you can monetize it. Now, This is where you hear a lot of people saying the negative connotation about a jack of all trades. But if if people would ever do research, you will understand that when the saying of a jack of all trades was made, it was actually a compliment. The saying, the complete saying is a jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. So let me tell you how my take, my modern take on specialized knowledge, right? I'm good at a lot of things. I'm really good at a lot of things. So I can help people through a myriad of things through coaching. I can work with women. I can help people with life challenges. I can help people in raising their children. I can help people with relationship conflicts. I can help people, you know, navigate growth, transition, and crisis. Like, I can do a lot of things, right? However, specialized knowledge for me, it makes sense to share one thing that I do across multiple platforms so that if people are looking for somebody who does this thing, they know they can come to me, right? 
It doesn't mean that that's the only thing that I do. So right now, for example, minority women entrepreneurs hire me to grow from six to seven figures. Has that always been the thing? No. Can I help men? Sure I can. Can I help women that are not minorities? Sure I can. Can I do something outside of that? Absolutely I can. But if I had all of the things that I was capable of doing, you wouldn't know what to call me for, right? So specialized knowledge and sharing your knowledge in a way that allows you to hone in on a particular thing that you do, a particular service to a particular group of people to get a particular result, that just makes marketing easier for you. And usually you will get more people than you need. Like more people will come to you More people will come to you than just for that particular thing. But when you are a specialist, it's just like you are not talking to everybody. Because when you're talking to everybody, you're actually not talking to anybody, right? When you're talking to a specific group of people about a specific problem that you solve in a specific way or in a specific time frame, you, my friend, have created a niche. You know, they say the riches are in the niches. But here's what happens. With specialized knowledge and with niches, people feel like they are limiting themselves. No, you actually are becoming known. You're positioning yourself as the authority and the expert in this particular thing, right? Then once you do that, it makes sense then to branch off and do other things. Here's become known for something. And then you will have built you know, a tribe or you will have built a group of people who know you, who trust you, who like you, and who will follow you to the other things. Case in point, I always use the Tyler Perry example. Tyler Perry is best known for Medea. I'm sure that even when Tyler Perry was just trying to get Medea on stage in the stage plays before it went to the movies, that he still had other things that he wanted to do. But Tyler Perry, for a good long while, all we were getting from Tyler Perry was Medea. Medea does this, Medea does that. I don't remember all of the Medeas, right? Then you see other things start to come from Tyler Perry, but he's built a following. He's built a group of people who follow him, who trust him, who like him. So now, Hey, here's the sitcom that's coming out. Here's the have and the have-nots. Here's the meet the browns or here's the pains, right? All of these things, the green leaf, like all of these things and then movies that have come out. And then he goes into being an, an investor in these other things. But he started with one thing to build his credibility, to build rapport, to build his sense of expertise, to position himself in the minds of people before then he started to add the other streams. Do you see what I mean? So from a specialized knowledge standpoint, to all of you who are multi-passionate and multi-faceted, don't feel as if you are limiting yourself. It's just a strategic way to get to your goals faster right? It's a strategic way to get to your goals faster by being a specialist or by sharing specialized knowledge. So while I agree with the principles in Think and Grow Rich, anything that I read or absorb, I am still going to customize and tailor it to what feels right for me. So that's just my take on that. 
with specialized knowledge, right? So then the other chapter that he was talking about is imagination, about the power of your imagination. And this is something that I think that we don't use in our, to our benefit enough. We imagine a lot of things, but a lot of times we are using our imaginative faculties to create scenarios that probably will never happen because we allow our imaginations to run by default of our subconscious programming instead of consciously creating new thoughts and then using the powers of our imagination to envision, to picture, to project the thing that we actually desire. Because remember, the emotion of a thing is important. Feeling as if the feeling of a thing, and you can use your emotion to feel the thing that you desire when you use it intentionally, right? So the power of your imagination is so, so, so important. But he talks about two kinds of imagination, synthetic imagination. Synthetic imagination is really, you could probably think of it as innovation. Like you're not necessarily creating something new, right? You know, they say there's nothing new under the sun, but you may have an idea or you take an idea and you're adding something to it or you're putting a spin on it or you're doing doing it, packaging it in a different way. It's synthetic imagination. It's what, to me, if you follow like motivational speakers or things like that, right? If you go back to the OGs of motivational speaking, like Jim Rohn, who he's like the grandfather of motivational speakers, but he said Earl Schof was his mentor. So if you go back all the way back to Jim Rohn, you could listen to Tony Robbins and Les Brown and Brian Tracy and all of these other people, Zig Ziglar, that have come up and you can hear Jim Rohn's uh, words and Jim Rohn's ideas, you will hear them saying the same things and sharing the same principles, just packaged in a way that that goes with their personality and their delivery, right? So that it appeals to their particular audience. And then they might add a spin or add a twist or modernize it in some way. And then it's like, okay, this this is what Tony Robbins is doing. But a lot of it, if you think that there's nothing new under the sun, a lot of it is the same ideas, just packaged and repackaged. But what happens is we, a lot of times, get a dopamine fix from, quote unquote, the next new thing, the next shiny object. So five coaches will be sharing the very similar principles and you are subscribed to their list or you're going to this conference or you're doing this because that thing in you for something new, that dopamine fixing you for something new is driving you when it's actually not something new. A lot of it is the same information packaged in a different way. And the truth of the matter is you still have to take action on whatever information that you get. I always tell y'all, This is why coaching is a multi-billion dollar industry because people will always be looking for the next thing, for the missing piece, for new information, wanting to stay on the cutting edge. Listen, if you do the things that you already know, you will be on the cutting edge. You will make advancements and you will make progress much more so than you could even imagine. But because we always feel like there's something missing, there's something outside of myself that's gonna give me the thing that I need, off we go. I can remember, and I ask my clients this, what do you really sell? Oh, I help people get divorced. I didn't ask you what you help people do. 
what do you actually sell? Do you know that I did a survey with my clients and most of them failed with flying colors? They couldn't tell me what they actually sold. I know what your services are. I know your services are that you help people undo I do. I know your services are you help people with child custody. I work mostly with family law attorneys, so there's that. I know your services are, you know, you help people trademark their, their businesses and what does my client say? Protect themselves from brand theft, right? I know what your services are. What are you actually selling? What are you actually selling people? What are people paying you for? Most people cannot answer this, right? Because most people don't know. So if you are an entrepreneur, you need to know what it is that you're actually selling to people. Remember, there's nothing new under the sun. I could go through Google and find 10 divorce attorneys. And for the most part, y'all could all get the job done. I'm not married. And I'm not, when I get married, I'm not getting divorced. I'm just saying, right? What are you actually selling to people? Some people sell peace of mind, right? If you are an estate planning attorney, perhaps you are selling people peace of mind about the care of their families now and when they transition to the other side. A lot of times with my clients, I'm selling confidence, right? Because, or faith, my faith and confidence infused in them that they don't have developed yet. A lot of times it's peace of mind, right? It just depends on the person, but you have to know what it is that you're actually selling to people because if you don't, you won't even know what it is that you offer to people. Like somebody will say, What's your unique selling proposition? It's not in your, most most of the times it's not in your service unless you really have something that is so unique and specialized that people can't find it at large. People say, oh, I'm selling myself. Uh, Yeah, of course you're selling yourself, but what are you selling to people? If you don't know that as an entrepreneur, it's something that you want to consider, right? There's nothing new under the sun. You've got to know the thing that differentiates you because the thing that differentiates you will be the thing that is difficult for them to find elsewhere. That will be your competitive edge, right? So that all comes under synthetic imagination, nothing new under the sun, you know, tweaking, making things over, revamping, that kind of a thing. But then there's also creative imagination, Creative imagination is when, how can I put it? They call it like hunches and inspiration. And they say, well, Napoleon Hill says that creative imagination, sorry, comes directly from God or, well, I say directly from God or source or infinite intelligence. I'm not about to go down the lines of that with y'all, but creative imagination comes directly from source. And in the book, he says that you will use synthetic imagination much more so than creative imagination. People that are really creative geniuses, a lot of times they have, mm, how can I put it? It's been my observation that they have a lot of mental challenges as well because they are so connected creatively. My personal belief is that it's kind of hard to exist in two realms because most creative geniuses exist out of time. They're way ahead of time in their minds. And so trying to synthesize everything that they get in the creative realm and live in the world with most people, I think it can be immensely challenging. 
And I think that's why you see so many creatives who need drugs or use drugs or or alcohol or have some other some form of addiction a lot of times because they need a, a way to to quell just like all of the 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 thoughts and things that they have because they're they're so tapped in. Kanye is somebody that comes to mind. Like in my mind, Kanye is not somebody that's crazy. Kanye is a genius to me, to me personally. Like that man was, I remember when he was talking about, um, was he talking about leather joggers or something a long time before we saw them? And then we saw them like all of these things that he said where it sounded like he was out of his mind when he was just in fact out of hours because he was tapped in to a place creatively, not synthetically, that a lot of people cannot access. So if you are in fact, I know we are we can all connect to the creator. All of us just don't have the same ability. But if you are in fact a creator where like you're getting from scratch stuff, you have to protect your mind. You have to protect your focus because you always have just like adversarial things. You're so open. And so you have to protect that, right? Um, so that's that's just been my observation. But right, creative imagination, hunches and inspiration, which is why they say it is important to take inspired action. Here's the thing. I know this this might sound contradictory. It's very important that when you have ideas, that you take action on your ideas because thinking won't produce anything except for a lot of times mental disarray if you're not taking action on the ideas. But a lot of times what happens is that People are doing a lot and they're very active and they're very busy and they're not seeing results because just doing a lot also is not going to get you where you need to go. There is a difference in just like doing, 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 doing and taking inspired action. Like, I don't I don't really know how to describe it, but somebody can have 15 things before me and two of them might feel like a full yes from me. And I'm like, oh, I need to take action on that. I know because my my spirit just comes alive and it, and it feels like an inspired action that I'm taking where I'll get a hunch or a nudge in my spirit. Like, I feel like I need to go in this direction. I don't just do a lot for the sake of doing a lot and just to say that I'm busy and wear myself out and still not see the thing that I set out to do. So it's important to me anyway to take inspired action and to really pay close attention to your spirit. And I feel like I've said this before, a lot of us are so disconnected from ourselves inwardly that we wouldn't know a message from our spirit, right? And it's a lot of times why we have to rely upon external sources because we are disconnected inwardly. Let me tell you, I spend a lot of time in quiet. I spend a lot of time without noise around me. I need an environment that is conducive so that I can connect to myself. So that if my spirit is, when my spirit is communicating something to me, I don't miss the message because my my inner self or my outer environment is so noisy. You have the blueprint inside of you already. You have every single thing that you need to be successful. Do people help in drawing that out of you? Absolutely. But for the most part, people are not putting it into you. They should be drawing 
out of you. Education is really, the word education means to draw out of you. I'm not teaching you per se, but I'm drawing out of you the vision, the thing, the blueprint that is already in you as a coach, right? As a facilitator to get you to your goals, to get you to success, to get you to your desires. I am drawing out of you, right? Now, those are just those are just things to consider. So as is I don't know if y'all have ever read Think and Grow Rich, but you know, I got to do Think and Grow Rich the Letitia way. Um and then this is this is something else that I wanted to share that he said in here. He said, "The creator of ideas makes his own price. And if he's smart, he gets it." This is what I want to tell you about your ideas, whether you are using synthetic imagination or whether you have gotten a direct inspiration or you're moving on a hunch. This is also the power of imagination. Set things up the way that you desire them to be set up. You don't have to price your services or your business the same. I don't care what the market dictates to you. Listen, price and value are two different things. People will pay the price where they perceive value. What I will pay for and what you would pay for might be two very different things because we don't perceive the same value. The person that will pay $3,300 for a Louis Vuitton bag, they value the sense of, what is Louis Vuitton selling you? They are selling you status. They are selling you the perception of status. They are selling you perception of being part of some elite group of people that can buy this bag, right? They're not selling you necessarily a quality handbag. You could probably get a better quality bag if you go and buy a coach. So what I'm saying is you using your imagination, right? And using the power, using your specialized knowledge coupled with your imagination, you can create whatever it is that you desire to create. And don't let people tell you otherwise. If you follow quote unquote normal advice, you're going to be normal. Nothing about me desires being normal or nothing about me desires doing what everybody else is doing. So the creator sets his price and he gets it. I don't, people are like, let's do market research. What does the average coach charge for their service? Who the hell cares? I'm not the average coach. You're not the average attorney. You're not the average consultant. You're not the average X, Y, or Z. Set the price, what you want it to be, deliver services to the group of people who find value in what it is that you're delivering and who are willing to pay that price, then off you go. If you allow people to tell you otherwise, you will be nickeling and diming your way to the top and you probably won't ever get there, right? You can take the express route to the top by setting your price. Set the price for your services that you are bold enough to be like, okay, this I'm, I'm going to set this price. And once one person pays you, it's over. Once one person pays you, you have proof of concept and there you go from there. Take your specialized knowledge with your imagination, monetize it, and get your money. Listen, Balenciaga is about to raise their prices. Why? Because they feel like it. Just, just because they feel like it. And I can guarantee you, 
People who buy Balenciaga are not going to be like, oh man, they raised the prices. They're going to keep buying Balenciaga because they choose to. So I just raised my prices. Why don't you raise yours as well? Just because you can. It doesn't mean that you don't deliver. Remember, price and value are not the same thing. I'm not talking to people who want to be the bargain basement people. I'm not that if that's your business model, that's fine, but that's not who I'm talking to. But if you want to be the elite and you want to be the high ticket person and you want to work with less people at a higher level, I'm talking to you. Price your services because there is a customer for every price point. Now, that being said, next week is Letitia 5.0. Next week is my birthday. I'm already celebrating. I'm just celebrating myself as a person. I'm super, super proud of the woman, not that I am becoming of the woman that I am and yeah, I'm just ready to move progressively forward in life and love and business and relationships. And I feel like, I, I literally feel like I just scratched the surface, okay? So y'all be celebrating with me. Share the podcast if you feel so inspired. And shout out to all of the new listeners. I've been getting messages from people who have been sharing the podcast. I appreciate you more than I can put into words. Have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day.